Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. Join us as we go behind the limelight. G'day, our valued podcast listener. I'm Raider Nick, and you're listening to Behind the Limelight, the official Canberra Raiders podcast. And once again, let's welcome Benny Pollock. Benny, g'day. G'day, mate. It's always good to come in and do this podcast after a win. And what a win it was. Defence wins games, they say, and that's exactly what happened up there in Townsville. Great win against the Cowboys last week. We'll touch on that a little later. Also, we'll preview round nine home game match against the Titans. We'll also have a couple of the boys in, Mr. Jordan Rapana and Elliot Whitehead, and also a very special Forever Green Raiders legend Troy Thompson will be going over his career as a mighty Canberra Raider. So once again, I hope you're comfortable wherever you may be listening. Come join us because we're going behind the limelight. Get making it easier and easier for them and harder and harder for us. And a lot of courage shown and um, we had to play for 80 minutes tonight. We spoke about that before, before the game or all week. We've spoken about the fact it's an 80 minute effort up here and it's what's been letting us down all season playing... Uh, in, in patches and some, some of those patches have been 65 or 70 minutes and we've seen that in the first three weeks and we're getting beaten. I'm so proud of the fact that uh, how we won tonight. Raiders coach Ricky Stewart after a good win. Look how I've snapped a 12-year hoodoo up there. What a win it was. You mentioned defensively the boys were on song. Old cliche is if your defence is on the trials will come. Yeah, exactly right. When you, um, We saw, and they copped some criticism the week before, the, the middle unit for not starting that game against South Sydney well at the start of both halves, and um, they really aimed up on the weekend. The forwards, uh, particularly in the middle of that field, were spot on. Uh, Joshua Parley got the opportunity to start the game. He tightened things up in the middle. Um, and I thought, to Luke Bateman's credit, when he came on, mm. he was um, his impact and his defence was outstanding. He pulled off a try-saving tackle on yeah. Tamara Martin late in that game, which could have swung momentum the other way so to see those boys defend so well was and just Vic so Junior encouraging Paul, look at those hits he put on Tamalolo yeah that's right I mean obviously Tamalolo is a, a key player for those Cowboys and um, you need to make a statement against players like him and I thought the, the pressure created by our forwards on the edges as well Joe Tarpany Elliot Whitehead to, to limit Michael Morgan and Jonathan Thurston was also really spot on but you could tell the boys could rely on their defence they had that confidence in themselves saying we've been going so well defensively and of course a few uncontested errors but they defended those errors That's as well right. so it, was and it was good night. to see the, the playmakers um, a bit more vocal on the field too I, I for those people who watch the coverage on TV, you'll notice that when Aiden Caesar scored his try, he pulled the boys into the huddle yeah. and he, he really voiced his opinion, and, which is great stuff. You know, you want to hear your halves directing the traffic and, you know, pulling the guys in and letting them know what they have to do. And I thought, Cees, that was a really good moment from him. Um, yeah. And hopefully he can continue that to build on his on-field talk because when he's talking and his game's on song, that's yeah. where you see the best of him. Well, his coach always come out and said that the number seven's got to own the result. And um, scoring that try, barking it at his troops, that's what a number seven's got to do. And he's starting to really fill into that role now, which is good for us. I've got to wrap um, Hovili. He's really playing out of his skin at the moment, pushing out the minutes every week, scoring that try to seal the win for us. Yeah, he's, he's I mean, killing it. I noticed a few people online talk about, you know, Havili needs to play 80 minutes and we're wasting a position on the bench by having uh, not having a, um, a fourth forward. But um, the game dictates how much footy Saliva plays each week. And we saw against South Sydney that after 
20 minutes, he was cooked. He had to make so many um, tackles in the middle of the field that, you know, he was just absolutely out on his feet. And he'd come off the back of two big games where he played a lot of minutes. So as a, as a player that's developing um, in, into a role, he's, um, he's probably not going to be a Cameron Smith, a Josh Hodgson, a guy like that that's going to push out guy, every minute. Different, player. different yeah. build, different yeah. physique, different aerobic capacity, all that type and of stuff. And a different so, fitness for that role as that's well. That's exactly yeah. right. So, I mean, I'm excited, and I know Saliva is as well, that when Josh Hodgson does come back into this team at some point, he can play a really pivotal role for us off the bench, and he can be a player that comes on, he can play hooker, he can come play in the forwards. Yeah. And we saw how tough he is yeah. and how strong he is to score that try. I mean, I'm really excited about what he brings to the team now and what he can bring to the team in the future. He's a big body, and um, he just holds that uh, in that pack really, really well. You mentioned uh, little Adarangano uh, coming on. He, he played well as well. I thought he was zip, very zippy around there and he was causing some problems there for the you know, tired forwards. you got to forwards. remember that he's a, learning, he's a learning player as well. He's only young. He's, he's not played a lot of hooker in his career. He's more of a half, but he's coming on. He's doing a job. And uh, what I like about Utter is he, he chucks his body in there amongst those big guys. And there was one point there where Tomalolo had a sort of half a gap to get through and, and Utter just put his body in front of him uh, and, and stopped him from getting through. And, and, you know, that's what is encouraging for me from Utter is just seeing him continue to grow as a player and get better and better each week. Yeah, it was an awesome win. And we bring on to next week. Here we go, round nine, more than a quarter of a way through the NRL season now, Benny. It's moving pretty quickly. Big game against uh, the Titans this week. We've got to get them back from that round one uh, heartbreak. That's right, your maths isn't very good. It's actually a third of the way through the season. 24 games, I think it is, and 20... Uh... Well, I did go to Queen and I, so there we go. <laughs> there you go. National Road Safety Week is our match day sponsor this weekend. Uh, the Raiders in partnership with the ACT government and ACT policing to try and reduce the road toll, and uh, they'll be um, activating some stuff in the forecourt this weekend. Plenty happening in and around the match day too. Check out the game day guide on the website for all the information. Massive game. No doubt about it. We all know what happened there in round one. I mean, we came out of the blocks in that game. 18-0. People would have been saying... The Raiders of 2016 are back. They're piling on the points. Uh, and then it all snowballed from there and went against us. I know that this will be in the back of the boys' minds. They want to avenge this loss. They probably won't come out and say it publicly, but I think yeah. that they would be thinking they need to make amends for that. Absolutely. And I think, but the good thing about that is, I mean, if you want to talk records, we've got a really good record against the Titans down here. We've put some points on them, you know, some 50-point spankings. Um, right. They won't be probably aiming to pull that sword out, but... Mm. You know, they've got, they got some good opposition there. You know, uh, what's his name? Um, they've, got, they've got halves like Ash Taylor, Bryce Cartwright. Yeah. Um, who, Comrade Harrell. That's right. They, they, those guys play off the cuff, um, particularly Bryce Cartwright. I mean, he's the sort of guy that will just throw a ball out the back um, and it'll stick, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, sometimes it's not, it doesn't look that pretty, but he, he has the ability to do and that. A skillful player. They got Ryan James uh, in the in the forward pack. He's far up against the Raiders. He does. He's got. I don't know if he's got a vendetta against something. He does. He's always in there. He's a bit of bit of niggle yeah, involved with Ryan. The ref a bit there too. Remember when uh, Frank Paul knew Osala yeah. shoulder charged him in the back? They Don't got. That. They scored the winning they try won. at the other end. Oh, that was terrible. I think these two teams. It's either been really really close like that to the post or 30, 40 point margin. 
Netherlands, and um, we got a good win against them over there last year and at home. So, but on a club perspective, it's important to go two in a row. You can't do much in this season if you're winning, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. It's a good chance to, to grab the two points. They're very entitled to win this, the boys, especially at home. That's right, and teams are, are starting to, to put together some performances. Even Parramatta, they've won back-to-back games. So uh, we've won three out of our last four. We need to make it four out of our last five and probably five out of our last six with two home games coming up. So really important little period for us, especially with all those away games coming up in that middle part of the season. So um, we need a good performance and it's all about the start for us. We need to come out firing on the weekend, um, bounce off the back of the Viking clap and and really rip in early. Hopefully the boys can replicate that uh, that defence they showed, bottle that up, bring that out against the Titans and there's so much points in that back line. We spoke about it last week, how things can change so dramatically from one week to the next in terms of attitude and I've got no doubt the forwards are really stung about the criticism they copped for that South Sydney performance and the the resolve and the medal they showed in the middle of the field last week showed that if you're on in this in this competition you can really do some damage. Yeah, and also the three o'clock time slot. The weather's still relatively like nice and warm in Canberra quite surprisingly. It'll be a great after Saturday afternoon game. Get out there and support the boys. I can't wait. It's going to be a great, uh, great Saturday. That's right. And post-game, we're heading over to the Western Raiders Club. So get out there, you know, meet the players, autographs, photos, all that type of stuff, encouraging people to make the most of their Saturday and come and spend some time with us in post-game as well. Hopefully we can finish off a great autograph session on the back of an afterglow of a win. A nice juicy steak over there at Raiders Western. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Rapana, Elliot Whitehead, thanks for coming in, boys. Got to ask off the bat, smell. Where does that come from? What's what's smell all about? It just rhymes with L, so everyone calls me Smelly L. And he stinks. Actually, you like the show, not me. Now, rapper, you've um, officially changed your name from Rapana to Rapana. Was that a was that a bit of pressure from the family there to change that? No, I think it's just the commentators are on to me, asking me twenty four seven all the time should we change it and I just honestly had enough as I was like yeah whatever we'll just change it back to Rapana do you call him Rapana now on the, on the call or no we, we have a debate I said he's going to use he's using Rapana because that's your brand now because you went to school and some kid didn't recognise you because he said Rapana yeah I did a Chrissy pro- Coleman says Rapana and I say Rapana yeah I, I you say Rapana? like Rapana yeah. it kind of rolls off the tongue and Rapana 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 Daryl Halligan though calls you Rapana yeah yeah, the, the, the Kiwi, yeah. the Kiwi commentators Kiwi are all over it. Yeah, every name, absolutely. Papali'i for Josh Papali. Yeah, yeah. we're not saying that anyway. <laughs> Obviously, not eligible for Origin, and uh, his respect, uh, Origin being one of the biggest brands of uh, rugby league. When you get picked to play for respective countries, do you fire up even more saying in, against Australia to just kind of prove yourselves in that regard? Or is there an extra bit of a carrot? Be honest. I think, um, you know, playing against Australia, like for your country, is probably one of the best things you can do. You know, mm. they've got a team full of class internationals and some of the best players in that squad. Um, so, yeah, definitely you want to um, turn up and prove a point. And, you know, the last year I would, we just pulled up short in the World Cup final against them, which was disappointing. But, you know, as a, in, uh, as a team, we're proving that he's laughing. Where did you finish? <laughs> um, as a team, um, you know we're getting better, and um, hopefully we can keep kicking on and improving. Perhaps you obviously made the decision to 
play for the Kiwis. I saw you singing along to the Kiwi anthem uh, last weekend in the coverage on the Cowboys game. You, you, you've cemented your spot there at the moment. Are you proud Kiwi bo- now? He's sung both. Proud Kiwi now? <laughs> he yeah, look, always a proud Kiwi, mate. Um, very, very glad of the decision I made. And, um, yeah, like Elliot, it's, uh, you know, one of the best, uh, top levels um, to play at and especially against Australia. Uh, look, it's very passionate and, and performing the haka and singing the anthem, things like that. It's it's, a, it's always something I've wanted to do as a kid. Chance for you boys to go and play perhaps in Denver, Colorado uh, in this test. You know, what is that? Is that exciting for you to, to take the game internationally and, and play in a venue like the States? Yeah, for me, I really think it should go ahead. Um, you know, I think it's nearly there now, getting everything sorted. RLPA being really good and making sure everything's getting put in place. And, you know, for us, last year we played Samoa and it really helped us going into the World Cup. So, you know, for us to have a mid-season test again, it'd be really good. You know, we don't get to see each other as much as like the Australian and New Zealand boys. Um, Australia, obviously, they have origin where they all meet up as well. So, for us, we don't get to see because people are still in England half a squad's over here yeah, yeah yeah look it'll be good to, um, to to have a game over there and um, take it over to America but uh, look for for me you know just want to play well and, and um, earn a spot there and try and make that side um, any time that I can get a chance to play Smelly and smash him again you know <laughs> you mentioned the haka Jordan. what goes through your head when you're doing it is it an emotional thing yeah, What's yeah, like, yeah, man? absolutely. You know, when you when you're wearing, uh, I guess that Kiwi jersey, you're representing not only yourself but your family and your, your I guess, your ancestors, and and that's originally where the haka came from. So uh, there's a lot of pride and passion behind it. I remember as a kid standing in front of the TV watching, you know, Kiwis play against Australia or the All Blacks and doing a haka alongside of them. So um, to do it in real life uh, on the big stage is uh, no better feeling. How good is it watching Isaac Luke do it? He just gets so into it. Eh? He does. Do you remember the He's time so with? Jason Nightingale was the vision of him doing it. That was priceless. <laughs> was laughing. <laughs> I think he's still conscious. Well, one of the boys told me that when the when the like Samara and Tonga do it, sometimes they make eye contact. They can start laughing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember playing against Elliot and that Elliot and Hodgie one time when we were over in England, and it was the same thing. I, I kind of keep a straight face, and I remember seeing Elliot standing there with his arms interlinked with Hodgie and they kind of got a smirk on their face and I'm, I had to look away and look, at, look into the sky so I wouldn't stop, you know, they wouldn't start laughing. When you finish playing against each other at that at that level, like, what, what's the conversation like? Oh, how'd you pull up, mate? You're right for this weekend? Or is it um, yeah. the friendship coming out there? Well, well, last time I nearly broke his legs, so he wasn't really Yeah, but I, I scored the winning try, so he, he, he ended with the last half. Nah, you know, it's good. Um, I think last time we played with Four Nations against each other and, you know, Jordan probably got mine at match that game and he had a good game. So he won't show up about it after game. About it. I remember Hodgie. I came out to get a photo of him too. And oh, like, yeah. like, like yeah, anyone, you don't like losing. Yeah, yeah. He just had. I had this photo of me and Elliot smiling, and Hodgie was there with, just with, a, with a filthiest <laughs> look. And I was just like, <laughs> Hodgie, we all know. We've all talked about it a million times. The whole Leipana thing. You and Joey, obviously, we didn't get him in there today on purpose because you guys are just bag each other for the whole podcast which is what you two are doing anyway but Elliot you were on the side of the field you've moved to the other side yeah, how, have you, how have you found that? Uh, they say it's not green on the other side but I realised it is you know not as much arguing on the left side is <laughs> it right? Nah um, you know it's something I've enjoyed doing I've moved to the other side um, you know Taps has been playing well on that right hand side and he's settled in well there so um, hopefully he can keep playing as he's been playing and you know he'll get selected in that New Zealand squad as well Have you and Papa had a discussion about wanting the left edge because you, you both 
you know, traditionally edge players and now Papa's in the middle. You started the season in the middle. Are you guys happy where things are at at the moment? Oh, um, you know, I just get put anywhere and play. But, um, yeah, I think, um, you know, Papa's been playing really well at loose forward and I think he's enjoying it there as well. So uh, he hasn't really complained about me. He wants to play left, so hopefully he keeps playing as he's playing and I'll keep playing on the left and he'll keep playing middle. To be honest, I like um, with, I like a lot better with Pep there too. So. <laughs> loose forward, it's such an English term, loose forward. Just quickly, like the game on the weekend, boys, defensively, these were so good. These were just, wow. Um, defended that line like um, it was, uh, you know, like it was your life depended on it. What happens that day? You just, you just rock up one day and everything just clicks like that defensively. And we spoke about before. The Cowboys are the comeback king, especially Jonathan Thurston. You looked so comfortable and so confident that your defence was going to win you that game. I think, um, you know, I think we've proved in a few games that we are capable of defending. It's just playing for the 80 minutes. And, you know, I think as um, part of the forwards, we were all disappointed and we felt like we let the backs down against South Sydney and we made a... Um, we all sat down and had a talk with each other and made a promise to each other that you know we'd bring a lot of energy and work hard from in- inside out to help the edges and you know I feel like um, everyone bought into that on the Cowboys and hopefully we can do that again this week. I don't want to pump your tyres up too much, rapper, but fair game from you. 220 run metres. Oh, I've heard about this. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Was it really? No. You, mean, you know, um, I think he said um, they missed a few runs off. Lever, Lever said earlier in our media session, he said that it was great to see. You and Nick, I think you took four carries between you in one set. Is that something that you guys in the back three talk about? Yeah, I think going off the back of what Elliot said, you know, the the middles, you know, really defended up well and, and I guess wanted to make it up to the backs um, in that perspective. And I think for us, you know, we're fortunate to have big, you know, back five uh, coming in there like second forward. So, uh, if, you know, if the, if, the, if the middles are doing their work and uh, defending well throughout that middle third, uh, yeah, you know, for us as backs, we want to get in there and help them. We know they're stuffed and yardage so for us to get in there and help them is, um, is an honour Smell the Burgess boys you mentioned that he's really coming together when he's playing um, rep footy but when I mean, there's a pom on a pom there seems to be so much feeling there you know we, we look at Sam Burgess when he plays against um, James Graham at the, uh, the St George now what about yourself when you take on a fellow Englishman is there that kind of rivalry there and you, I mean you always fire up for the Burgess boys uh, I think for me uh, you know you, you still want to prove a point to um, anyone, anyone, anyone you're playing and you know on the 80 minutes and it's not bothered who I'm playing against. I'll go hard against anyone, and then after the game, I'm all good with them. So, how are you finding it in the NRL now? It's a couple of seasons in. You know, there's always been the talk that the English game is a lot more flamboyant, a lot more free flowing, where the NRL is more physical. How have you felt it um, a few years in now? Oh yeah, I feel like I've settled in well, and uh, for me, I, I believe like NRL's a little bit quicker, so it's not as physical as. Super League but that's my opinion and I think because um, you have two referees over here it's a lot quicker whereas in Super League you get to the slow the ball down a lot more and you could probably get a little bit more line speed and you don't get that much open play as you do over here when you get a quick play. In your team at the, the English team do you reckon there'd be a couple of good players there that could come to Australia and really yeah, definitely cut their teeth look, down um, here? I believe there's a lot of players in Super League not just in the England team um, all over Super League that could come over here and, and perform well and you know have a good career over in NRL so yeah cool. what about um, boys the fact you know you're two are in a unique situation within the squad everyone seems to be off contract but you two are locked in for the next couple of years each uh, do you do you guys 
um, hope to keep the, the same sort of group of players together as much as you can. Is that what you is that what you want to see? Yeah, ideally, you know, I'd love to you know play alongside these boys for for years to come. Um, but look for myself, I'm really enjoying it here, and uh, like I said, you know, I'm in here for another two more years, and um, absolutely loving it. Misses is from here too, so um, yeah, I'm just enjoying my footy and, and making the most. of Seen you um, went into a work and, and pestered her yesterday on your Instagram account. Were you doing delivering coffees or something? Or? No, no, no. She works at ATO and I had to go in there and sign a few things. So just went in there and annoyed, yeah, annoyed the crap out of me. You become such a Canberra boy, Jordan. Yeah, you know, you're I a Gold it. Coast boy, and you know, he's in, you just come say renovating houses I've got to ask you. I've got to ask you, Elliot. You've got a you've got an Instagram account for you. Your, your children, Theo and Sonny, your little your yeah, my little two little boys, Frenchies. two little French bulldogs. Um, I think a few boys have me fed up with me running, <laughs> r- rushing home from training to go let them out and stuff. So yeah, um, you know, I've seen you on Instagram, mate. You, you, you know your way around a guitar, mate. Ah, look oh, he's got everything: <laughs> netball, <laughs> golf. <laughs> Oh, but like, you, can go, you know, you can play like you pull uh, off chords. Yeah, like, Isaac Luke a bit. said, you were average. But did you rate yourself on the guitar? <laughs> no, I'm not very good on the guitar. I just fiddle around. Try but my you best. know your way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can play a little bit of guitar. Actually, what's your strength, Elliot? Away from footy and Frenchies. He's, <laughs> he's not a singer. No, I'm pretty good at FIFA, Fortnite, <laughs> golf. <laughs> All right, boys, we're going to leave it there. Thanks for coming in. Good luck this weekend against the Titans. Let's hope we can reverse that performance from round one and get the win. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Thanks for having us. On the Behind the Limelight podcast, we present Forever Green. We talk to players from the past that wore the lime green jersey with pride, passion and plenty of courage. Thompson, Troy, Tomo, good day, mate. How you going? Good, mate. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. No problem, mate. Look, uh, we'll get into it with yourself. You know, local junior, uh, you would have grown up, obviously, supporting the Raiders, playing for the Raiders. Was it always an aspiration to wear the green jumper? Yeah, it was. I think um, I was at um, East Canberra Tigers for under sixes to tens, and then mm. went from Westport Connor from tens to, obviously, the seniors and that, though. But I still vaguely remember the uh, 89 grand final. I was going for the for Balmain. Oh, so I went to the, I think it was the Lion and Tennis Centre. I was down there, you know, supporting Balmain. And, you know, the Raiders won. I ended up going to the airport with the Raiders jersey. And I still remember that by the day, um, the uh, players got off the plane and the airport was just chockers. And the players walked in and I was yelling at Bradley Clyde. And he ended up coming, he ended up coming down to, to us and signing my shirt. It was the best, yeah, the best feeling ever. And so, so you went, you're going for the Tigers yeah. and at the end you actually turned and became yeah. a Raider. yeah. That was one of the best green finals I've ever seen. Absolutely. Yeah, was, I don't know how many times I've watched that. It was just, yeah, ridiculous. Oh, yeah. That's my favourite movie too. Unbelievable. Way. What was it like when you started getting picked for rep sites, playing for the Raiders, and then obviously 1994 rolls around, a massive year for the club, of course. You're in the SG ball team. 
Yeah, so I was at probably a year. So actually, I was under seventeen. So I was mm. under sixteen. So we played. You know, the team we had was just a phenomenal team. Oh. Went through undefeated. And it was just a crazy, crazy year. Some of those just, names: Royston Lightning, Ted Simpson, um, some of the best. Ben Rowder, Ben Rowder, Shane McGovern, Tony Payton, Andrew McFadden, Mark McClendon. It was just a wow. It was just Matt, Dave Atkins, Matt Gaffer, Dave Atkins, Matthew Kearns, Michael Braddon, juniors that were just gone. Atta is a Ravakti. Yeah, no, he, he was a year above actually. Yeah, but um, it was a it was a great time. You know, Pete Solis sort of. Ch- you know, had some good players come through, and I think he scattered a few players. But and you got graded. You played reserve grade, of course. That yeah. sprinkle of players that we mentioned: your Todd Paytons, your Royston Lightnings, your Ted Simpsons. They all graduated. Yeah, yeah. From, so, so, from... so we're sort of going from nineteen to, to 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 reserve grade, which I think that was a big part. I think of some junior development too was actually going from 19s and playing against men. Whereas mm. now there's no reserve grade. You know what I mean? You're yeah. just going straight from twenties to to first grade. And I think that sort of set the scene for. Some of the young blokes, I reckon, they just you, you play against old blokes who got dropped. You know what I mean? And yeah. they're dirty in that, and they just want to tear your head off. So I think yeah. that was that was a big part of sort of my. So I had, I had four years of that. Just you found your way overseas. Yeah, so I suppose you know, young kid, sort of you know, getting paid to play, you know, and train with first grade was was awesome, and sort of you know, sort of didn't. Didn't really knuckle down hard that year and sort of, um, you know, the Raiders sort of asked us to leave and sort of, I was sort of, you know, going out a fair bit and, and whatnot, like any sort of 18, 19 year old. Mm. And I had a couple of mates who were heading over to France. So I went over there for, it was when the 2000, which was the, the World Cup was on. And yeah. it was an amazing time, but, you know, you just realised what, you know, the opportunity I had back here, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I sort of... Don't know what you got until it's gone. 100%. And... You know, over there, and you're playing against you know dirty old men. You know, getting your head taken off each each week, which was <laughs> it was tough, but it was a good experience. Yeah, great experience. But then I sort of cut my um, sort of contract short, and I just sort of said, "Look, I'm just going to go back and give it one more crack." Yeah, you realise that you really wanted to, to be back at Canberra and playing for the Raiders. How does that work? Did you make a contact with anyone here at the time? No, or? so pretty much. Also, I just sort of um, came back um, and I rang up, I can't remember, I think it might have been who was coaching, maybe Wayne Collins or something. And I just sort of said, look. Snoopy. Snoopy, yeah. yeah Snoopy Loop. Just wanted to come back and have a crack and pretty much, you know, I didn't have a job. Mum and Dad were sort of supporting me through that time, but they sort of knew I wanted to play football. Mm. Um, I think I was, I think I was uh, packing up vending machines. Yeah. Like chocolates. Okay, and job. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, great job, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they did stock take and there was a few things missing. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I came back and I started doing that and then I ended up being a bloody parking inspector, yeah. Oh, wow, so you were one of the most hated men in the ACT? Yes, it was, one, it was a good job. Like, it got you active, you know, you're walking that though, but it was a tough job. And then just, yeah, then I think I played Reggie's all year and Snoop Luke put me in the front row. Yeah, yeah and then I just sort of stayed there and, and because I was sort of, probably playing sort of 60, 80 minutes a game, which was mm. good. Yeah, so then I ended up playing front row and started going okay. And then the last yeah, the last two games, I think, of first grade, ended up playing with um, Matty Elliott, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. So that was your debut in 2001? Yeah, so we played the Broncos up there, and it was – like they had a team. It was just – you go, wow, like mm. unbelievable. Yeah, we had some good plays, and, and I think it was Kenny Nagus's last game and – he had some injuries with his knee, mm. but mate, he just tore 
them apart. It was just amazing. That was up there. Up there. Yeah, so run 36.6. Yeah. So what was, can you remember what was going through your mind? I, I don't know. I just went all too fast. Like, you, you know, I never sort of stayed in that environment. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, food's there. Everything's put on for you. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. like, it's pretty, pretty special. You know, you fly up and you get looked after. There's massages. And then I'm going, what's, what's going on? You know what I mean? Bloody. Yeah. I normally just get a chick. Chico Roll from down, down the street before you play, but everything was it was put on and it was just it was just an awesome time because I know I knew how much I sort of put in that year, yeah, and I just wanted to play first grade just to sort of not prove anyone wrong, but just sort of prove to myself that I could probably you know play first grade. Yeah. What about on field? Um, I love asking guys about their debut, especially as a junior coming through. When you think, geez, some of these big blokes could kill me out there. And then what was it like when you took your first hit up and got your first oh, big contact? Like you got Webke and you know, you wow. Wendell Saylor. These blokes wanted to take your head off, and Brad Thorne. It was just, it was crazy. Like it was just, it was just surreal. It was un- unbelievable. You know. And then you walked off. That would have been a great thirty-six six. We won, and the, the club was buzzing. Like you know, mm. blokes. I think we flew back that night, but blokes wanted to stay, so they were ringing Kevin Neal to try and see if we could stay overnight to have a drink, <laughs> which was the best part. And then the week after, we played the Storm, I think it was, yeah. 2003 was an interesting time for the club. They changed the jersey back to that lime green, and they have, the colours were back in there. I remember seeing that game. He's played the Cowboys in that first round, and you smashed them up there. Blokes like yeah. Adam Mogg were at the club, Brad Drew, Ian Hindmarsh. Uh, Toots went back into 5'8", little Mac McClendon. Yourself, Tungy, there was a really good group of footballers there, and you and you and you smashed the Cowboys, and it just the Raiders looked like they found their identity again. And that year in two thousand and three, wow, what a year that was! That was awesome. That was a great year. It was just I don't know. We're just I think we're just playing. We 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 trained really hard that that year. I think um, our preseason sort of set us up for a really good year. So everyone was fit. Everyone sort of put on some you know some weight, and I think everyone was just in a day like. The game's pretty simple, though, but we're just working hard for each other, yeah. And, mm. and they were a real tight-knit group we were, too, yeah. Can't forget Ruben Wiki. I thought uh, he was outstanding as a, in a as a centre in the 90s, but reinvented himself as a, as a forward, and he just led you guys it around. Scary, it was yeah. Feared by the opposition. Yeah, I mean, I remember still playing the Warriors. Like the Warriors were sore after that, that game, yeah. And then we had a big side, too, and... Teams knew that they you know, had to turn up and play against us. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. yeah. 2006, uh, you guys made the finals. And you became one of the senior members of the club as well, running around. Um, 2006 would have been a great year as well, like making making finals, playing finals footy. After it was pretty... I remember the start was a horrific yeah, start. It was a horrific start, yeah. Horrific, horrific start. start. Yeah. And I think Knights put 70 on you, and then a the week later... The Roosters put 60 on his. I was like, oh, wow. And you think to yourself, mate, you guys are done. It was so funny. The, the seven against Newcastle and that, like, I thought I played all right and I got man the match in that day and I got dropped the next week. <laughs> I thought, oh, geez, what have I got to do? But, but that, that was, yeah, that was some, it was some hard times that first, first year. 2007, you were there with a the new coach. Neil Henry made his way back to Canberra and, um, how was that? What was that experience like for you having King Henry back? Yeah, he, he was would have been good. involved with the juniors. Yeah, and so back he was with the juniors, coach. and also I knew uh, Neil from Westport Conan. Um, it was he was obviously at um, the Cowboys with um, oh, he was a, the trainer was Billy Johnson. Mm. So pretty much, I don't think we touched the footy all pre preseason. We just we just did fitness pretty much all preseason, and then I think he sort of realised. You know, we've got a lot of guys who work hard for each other. And the year after, you know, he started bringing in some tactics and we actually went really good. Yeah, we were fit. But we actually played some really good footy as well. Because there's that thing as well, because like your previous coach might have this philosophy of 
wanting to play this kind of brand of football. And then he has all these components that align yeah. with that football. And then a new coach comes and he might have a whole different, whole different, whole so different clipboard, whole different clipboard. Yeah. And then it's just, okay, well, do I actually fit into that mold? Am I going to fit into his brand of footy? It's, yeah, it's hard. So it's, that anxiety is in yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and, you know, you watch like teams like Storm and that they, they score these amazing tries from plays and that, but, you know, it's, Coaches try to emulate that sort of stuff, but you've got to try, try and coach to your strengths, I think. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah, that's the hardest part. And I mean, you look at the majority of the games, the, the team that completes the most sets, majority of the game wins it, you know what I mean? Complete highly. 100%. Like it's just, 87% win your game. If, if you do less defence than what they do, you're sort of in the, you know, you're in a chance of winning the game. It makes it honest. simple, doesn't it? If you've got the ball more than the other team, yeah. you win the game. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you mentioned Tomo, 2008. Wow, what a year that was for the club. I mean, were you involved in that game against the Panthers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll never forget that day. I think Campo scored, was it majority? Point? The cold Canberra afternoon. But it was still sunny though, wasn't it? It was a bit of snow though early it was on. Still, still sunny though. But the sun was out. Yeah. And Matty Elliott, Matt Adamson, ran out on the field to do the whole Tony Gregg field uh, check and this massive boo that went right across the ground. I remember Matty Elliott come out and said at the start of the year when he went to Penrith I now have the cattle to win a premiership mm. I think Penrith would come in about I think they were about 6th position and news were actually 7th Yeah, and then Reese West scored early so they actually got the leg up early but then after that it was a Terry Campisi and Trevor Thurling show. Yeah, it was crazy and then I'll never forget that day because it was just the first time you never see 70 points scored. It was no. just a team that was on the back of, you know, three in a row. That was three a team with Petro Sivanasiva with, um, I think Luke Lewis was playing in that team, Reese Wesser. There were some good footballers there in there. Great footy players. Yeah, yeah. But the Raiders, you got, you guys were just, th- it was the perfect game of rugby. I reckon too. I think, but I think it was just, I think everyone just clicked, you know, one of those games where you just know everyone's on everything that you've done in training has gone off and it just, you start to enjoy playing. Yeah. So that was the perfect, Representation of what you did at training during that week, yep. transferring onto the football field, yep. and it was just—it was a beautiful day. Some sometimes it just what comes like that, but most most times it doesn't happen that way. <laughs> Seventy-four to twelve. I remember the paper the next day, the Sydney newspaper, saying, "Wow!" So by then you're getting back into the career. Was it? Uh, did you have time to pinch yourself though? Have one of those kind of human moments? No, well, I'm playing first grade for the Raiders after this, you know, running around as a local boy and being one of the local. You know, local guys in the team. Yeah, it was. I mean, two team was probably a hard year. I was, I was sort of told I wasn't, you know, going to be there the year after. So mm. and that was on at round twenty four, and I was a bit dirty still. But um, you know, in the day, the storm had a massive clean out of players because of the salary cap issues, and end up getting a chance to go down there and experience, you know, a, a, a great club as well. So it was just Craig Bellamy behind all that purple stuff. There's a lot of green blood in that man. What was it like? Uh... Playing under Craig Bellamy, he was good, mate. He, like you always think that every club's sort of the same, but it's it's just different. I don't know. Every every club's different. You know what I mean? And every club's run differently. But he was really good off the field too. But on the field, you know, he he made sure that your job was pretty simple. And, mm. You know, you do your job. You know, you you get to stay in your team. If you don't do your job, then see you later. So was there much talk about Canberra or any banter about the Raiders or anything? No, no. He, he always wanted to beat Canberra though. He just yeah. I, I don't know. I think I think too like. It was funny when when I played for Raiders, like, we could never beat Storm. Mm. And then when I went to the Storm, Raiders always beat Storm. It was, <laughs> it was bloody weird. Awesome. So you you finished up your footy career and you've found your way back to Canberra and uh, involved in the local footy now. Yeah. So this is my third year coaching Westville Conan. So it was my junior club. Um, and yeah, it's, 
awesome club. Um, good bunch of blokes. Good good kids coming through. It must be good for your psyche as well, Tomo, like rocking up there in your western in your Westies tracksuit, thinking, you know what, I started here as a kid, and I've had a good career. I played for the local team. I played at some with some good players. I played at finals football. I played with some great coaches. I had a year over there at Storm, and even though personally it wasn't under the best circumstances, you wanted to be a Raider forever, but you went and played for some guys that are going to be probably future immortals. Yeah. And now to come back, and now you're in charge of a, you know the Westies. Mate, there's nothing missing. No, no there's nothing. But I, I'll probably take it a bit too serious, probably the local comp. You know what I mean? I'm just, I get really wound up. Awesome. The Forever Green set of six. Question number one. So what do you, I mean, we, we spoke about West Bill Conan coach. What else do you do for work at the moment? Uh, so I work with um, LJ Hooker, just as a sales agent there. Yeah, so it's been really busy. So I've sort of only been sort of into it three years now. Question two, what did it mean to you to wear the green jersey? Yeah, it meant pretty much everything. I think, I think for me, you know, mum and dad supported me through that thin time. Not my hair, but, you know, my, <laughs> but, you know, I, I wasn't sort of working. They were sort of, you know, helped me through with, with money and that I was staying at their house. And to see their face when I made my debut was just amazing. They were so proud and, mm. you know, to, to be, end up playing. It was all worth it. Yeah, it was all worth it. And, and to play 10 years at a club, which was pretty, pretty special. It was, yeah, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Favorite teammate and why? For me, as a junior coming through, Ruben Wicker was probably a big part of my sort of career. Just, just his presence uh, in the locker room, uh, the way he trained, the way he treated people. Alan Tung was exactly the same. You know, he didn't say much, but he was one of the best trainers that I've ever seen. And best memory you had at the club? Oh, probably the debut. I reckon, yeah. You know, yeah, playing debut. It's a, it's a big thing. I reckon, yeah. You know, funniest memory at the club, Tomo? Probably the funniest memory. I think it might have been two thousand six when we. I think it was Ryan O'Hara. We had a, a really good win against Manly and we um, ended up having a drink um, after the review just on a Sunday. And, you know, we, I think it was about probably most of the team was there when mm. all having drinks and, you know, blokes throwing out, you know, who's throwing coasters, you know, put the you know the old coaster on the nose. And mm. during the day, people were like getting bins and, you know, who's throwing bins and pool cues and that. It was pretty funny. And then Ryan O got down to his, <laughs> I wouldn't say nude though, but down to his undies and then, he literally poured tomato sauce all over his body and then walked out and and just said, you know, who's throwing tomato sauce? And, like, it was funny, though, but then about five minutes later, it was actually chilli sauce. Oh. So the the bartender and most of the boys took him out the back and had, had a fire hydrant. Had to hose him down. So it was, like, minus, minus five degrees, and they were hosing him down. And he, he literally got burned. Like, oh, degree. wow. <laughs> it was pretty <laughs> Last question, Tomo. Now, obviously, a local boy. What advice would you give to the current day rugby league players at the Raiders? Yeah, I think it's hard. Like, I've got so much, you know, I mean, like, obviously, diet, all that, you know, take, look, look after yourself. But I think my biggest thing was, um, was just enjoying the moment. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you don't, get many games of football and you probably take it for granted when you do play but it's just it's just huge you know what I mean you got, you just take it for granted because you're in the bubble though but it's just it's the best you got to enjoy it like you put so much pressure on yourself week in week out and you know you say if you had a bad game I used to dwell on having a bad game and then that week you know all training you, you dwell on you know your performance and all, but in the day you just got to let it go because you still got next week yeah and probably the big thing for me was you know finances too so you got to you know when you finish up it's it's all gone you know what i mean the money's not there anymore you know what i mean you got to go back to your wages so 
you know, you've got to look to set, try and set yourself up. You know, I mean, if, if a young guy's on a hundred, hundred k, you know, this year and he gets signed up for three hundred, he can still survive on a hundred k. So you've mm. got to try and invest in that two hundred or, or do something. But I mean, there's a lot of managers out there at the moment that don't do much advice. But I just, yeah, like that was a huge. Huge part. It was, it was good for me because I had a transition where I went up to less money with Melbourne, so I sort mm. of, you know, my money was sort of down a lot, which was good. And I transitioned that way, but then prepared. Yeah, got me prepared, but then I think it does put a lot of strain on on marriages, and you see that a lot of guys now who are finished and you know they're breaking up because the, the fame's not there, the money's not there, mm. and it's it's sad. You know what I mean? Troy Thompson, thanks for coming on behind. Thanks, the thanks for having us, mate. Loved it. Awesome.